You know, every time I listen to Dr. Paul Levine preach a message, all I can think is that he tells a great story. His illustrations just come alive. He does such a great job communicating. And we know illustrations are kind of just windows that illuminate a subject. Today, we get to hear a snippet from a message Dr. Paul Levine preached all the way back in 1995, just a year before he passed over into glory himself. The message is titled, Are You Afraid to Die? Well, the thought, the theme for these next few minutes is this. When you do cross over to heaven, you aren't going to miss your body. Dr. Paul, of course, as I've already mentioned, has a way with words. And so I'm going to let him explain this concept to you today. Buckle up, listen up to this great little fun story that Dr. Paul tells here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. If we could go to heaven tonight without dying, we don't want to go to heaven. But if... And we all want to go to heaven, and we all want to go to heaven now. But if we, if we have to go across death to get there, we'll just stay here a while. That's the way we are. Now let's turn to another passage. Let me show you something. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter, boy, this is tremendous for me. I don't know how it'll be for you, but this sure does help me. Now if I pre- ever preach this here before, you'll have to pardon me. I'm getting a little old now. I'm like... Two fellows were talking, one of them said the other. Now they shook hands. They said, now listen, said, I'm, I'm a little bit forgetful. Was that you who died or was that your brother? I've forgotten. <laughs> All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Now here Paul, the Apostle Paul, is going to tell us about a trip that he made to paradise. So remember that while we read it. He's talking about a trip to paradise and back. Now let's look at verse 2. I knew a man. Paul is talking about himself here, but he doesn't say so. And I don't know why. I've never met Paul yet. But when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask him, how come you just come right out and say that you're the fellow that made this trip to paradise instead of saying that you knew a fellow that did? I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's very humble. But anyway, he says, I knew a man in Christ. That means this man was a saved man. Fourteen years ago, that's when this happened. 14 years ago. Now, if you figure 14 years ago, from the, from the time he wrote this, some of the scholars tell us it'll take you to about the time in Paul's life when he was stoned at a town called Lystra, and uh, they, they thought he was dead. See? They, they wanted him dead so much that they were going to be mighty sure that they left him for dead. And that's about 14 years back. That's what he, he, he mentions that right here. All right. I knew a man himself in Christ, saved man, 14 years ago. Now notice in parentheses, you got your eyes on the Bible, haven't you? Look what it says there. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. What's he talking about anyhow? Look, here's what he's saying. He's saying, when I made my trip to the third heaven into paradise, I don't know whether I went in my body or not. That's what he's saying. I don't know. He said, God knows that. But he said, I don't know. Now, he either went in his body or he didn't. Personally, I don't believe he went to paradise in his body. I don't believe that these mortal bodies that we have now could stand the trip between here and the third heavens. See, I don't believe that. I believe he just went in his spirit and wherever his body was on earth, it was a dead body. When Paul went to paradise, we don't know how long he was there, but he was there for a while and 
came back, and while he was gone into paradise, his body was a dead body, and he said it was 14 years ago, and that might be when he was stoned at Lystra. So that's what he's talking about. I don't know whether I was in my body or not. Now look at the rest of verse 2. He says, such a one, talking about himself again now, caught up into the third heaven. You see, he's talking about his trip into the third heaven. He says, uh, I don't know if I had my body with me when I went there. But he says, I know I went there. All right, look at the next verse. Verse 3. Now, in verse 3, he says almost the same thing. He says, I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell God knows. Now, why did he repeat that? He only just said so once. Why do you have to go and say it again? Well, that's the way God emphasizes things in the Bible. Well, when you men go hunting, you go away for a couple of weeks hunting or fishing, then you write your wife every day, don't you? And tell her how much you love her and how you miss her. You, you wife, isn't that right? You get a letter from him every day while he's gone. Okay. And uh, so he, when, he, when he wants to emphasize how much he loves you, he underlines it in red or something. That's why that's way you emphasize when you write letters. God doesn't do it that way. God just says it twice. Verily, verily, I say unto you. He, he could have said verily once, but he didn't. He said it twice. When he said verily, wake up. Verily, wake up. I got something to tell you. Now, whenever you find something repeated in the Bible, it's important. So this got to be important. He repeats this twice. I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. Whether I was alive physically or dead physically when I went up there, I don't know. I don't know if I had my body with me. Now listen to me. If he didn't know whether or not he had his body, and I don't believe he had it, I don't. Let, let me change that. Uh, if he didn't have his body, I don't believe he had it. If he didn't have it, or let's say since he didn't have it, he didn't miss it. Because if he'd have missed it, he wouldn't have come back and say, I don't know whether I had it or not. The fact of the business is, he didn't have his body and he didn't miss it. And when you and I die, it's going to be the same way. We get to thinking about what they're going to do with our body after we die. Oh, you're not going to worry about that after you die. Because you're going to go to paradise and it's going to be the same as if you had your body. Because Paul says, they went up there in verse 4. He said he was caught up into, the, into paradise. Boy, now you know where paradise is. Paradise is in the third heaven. He said he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful or possible for a person to utter. So he's telling about, telling about this wonderful experience. And he says that when he went up there to paradise, he doesn't know whether he had his body or not, which shows that if he didn't have it, he didn't miss it. Now, if he didn't miss it when he went to heaven, you're not going to miss yours when you go to heaven either. See, we don't care what the bombers and the undertakers do with our body. When we go to heaven, it's going to be the same as we have our body, brother Dave. See, that's wonderful thought, you know. I don't know if that thrills you, but man, that, get, that gets me all worked up. That makes me happy to, to know about this. Now, let me give you just three things uh, briefly then about the Apostle Paul. Number one was his delight. His delight was this trip to paradise and back. Now his desire. What was his desire? His desire, years later, he wrote about his desire in Philippians chapter 1. And he says, I'm in a straight betwixt to having a desire to depart and be with Christ. He's talking about dying. See, after having made the trip to paradise and come back, well, how about that, Paul? Are you scared? No. Scared to die again? No. Are you trembling in fear now you're going to have to die? No. No. He says, I have a desire to die and be with Christ because it's so much better there than it is here. See, that was his desire. Having once made the trip, he wanted to make it again by death. 
even if he had to. Not by the rapture. He's talking about dying. He says it was so wonderful, this trip I made to paradise, so wonderful that even if I have to die to get there, I want to go. See? Boy, that's great. Let me illustrate. When I was a kid on the farm, the folks across the road from us had a great big, what they call a gully on their farm. Great big hill on each side in the valley down there. It was a, it was a big hill, a deep valley. And there was an elm tree on each side, and they, they strung a cable from the elm tree on this side across this chasm to the elm tree over on this side. And then on a cable, for you boys and girls, what's a cable? A cable is a rope that won't break. That's what a cable is. Okay, so uh, now they got this cable up there, and on top of it, they got a wheel. They call it a pulley. And this wheel runs, it's got a groove in it, and it runs on top of this rope that won't break. This pulley, I mean this, uh, this yes, uh, cable. Okay, then coming down from this wheel that runs on top of the, of the cable, had a rope three feet long. And then they said to us kids, now you get up on the hill over here, see, and get back as far as you can come and start running down the hill. Run down that hill as fast as you can go, and after a while, you'll be hanging out there in the air. And you just hang on, and that thing will take you right across, and you'll land on the other side. Well, I don't, I don't know what the other kids were thinking, but I was thinking, how do they know it'll go across? We've never seen anybody go across. How do we know? And I said to myself, what if it stops in the middle? Nobody thought... Nobody had brains enough to tie a long rope onto the short one so you could slide down the long one if the thing stopped in the middle. Nobody thought of that. There were no helicopters around. No way to put a ladder down there. If that thing stopped in the middle, there was only one thing you could do, and that was to confess a whole lot of sins. You'd already confessed a couple of dozen times and finally let go and get killed. That's the only thing you could do. <laughs> oh, boy. I looked at that thing and I said, man, I don't know about going across on that. We don't know if that'll go across. Then all of a sudden, oh, well, we lined up, at, you know, we're going to take turns. And you know how kids are, everybody wants to go first. All of us kids were standing there. Well, now, if you want to go first, that's all right. No, you can go first, that's all right to me. There wasn't any of us kids scared, but we were all polite. Politest bunch of kids you ever saw. <laughs> and, and finally, a, a, a guy came out of the farmhouse there, a guy about uh, 18 years old, big guy. And he says, I'll try it. Oh, I looked at him and I thought, man, what a hero. Boy, he's brave. And uh, I thought, uh, he's, uh, this was about the time that Milton, uh, that, uh, I forgot his first name, Lindbergh, Charles, Charles Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic Ocean in an, in an airplane. And I thought to myself, boy, this guy that's going to ride across there, uh, he's a hero. Uh, Lindbergh was a piker compared to him because uh, uh, Lindbergh had an airplane with a motor in it. And he had a radio and he had some gasoline. And this, all this guy's got is a rope three foot long. And so he got up there on the hill. And I started to pray because my, my mother taught me to pray about everything. Boy, I started to pray and I was peeking too. Well, I was praying, you know. And I, here he went down the hill. And the next thing you know, his feet were dangling in the air. And I could hear that, 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 that pulley up there. Clickety, 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 click, going. And he just kept right on going and going and going. And, you know, finally his, his feet hit on the other side over here. And when he did, he turned around and he said to us kids up there, he said, it was fun. I'd like to go again. See? That's what Paul said. I went to paradise and came back. Man, that was wonderful. I wouldn't mind dying again. I have a desire to depart. 
Don't you just love hearing Dr. Paul tell a story? Tomorrow, we're going to complete this message. We're going to complete this thought from Dr. Paul all the way back in 1995. I do have a question for you, though. Are you afraid to die? Do you have questions about this concept? If you've missed the previous portions of this message, you can find the archived versions of this broadcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, you name it. You can go back and refresh and and figure out where in the message this particular thought has led us today. I hope you'll join us for the conclusion tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day for his glory. To you and your family, I say, God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. 6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.